There are just some Gospels that make us all a bit uncomfortable. Am I right? This one is one of those that makes me uncomfortable because it makes me reflect on how am I not only loving God above all things, but how am I loving my neighbor? Because that's what this, this parable that Jesus teaches us is all about. We have uh, the biblical worldview, so to speak. There are two different types of people in this uh, parable, and there are two different types of places uh, in the end. And that should cause us to reflect on what is Jesus trying to teach us here. Because we've got the rich man, who is not named, right? He's just called the rich man. And then we have Lazarus, who is named, the poor one, who has nothing, who's laying at his the gate of the rich man's house and has nothing to eat, is starving, is, is sick, and yet the, poor, the rich man does nothing to alleviate this man's problems. It doesn't say that he was mean to him or that he was, you know, trying to kick him over or that he tried to get him to go away. None of those things happen. The rich man's sin is a sin of omission. It's what he failed to do. As we pray at the beginning of Mass, asking the Lord for forgiveness for all those things that we do that are wrong, but also the things that we failed to do that we should have done. And that's what this gospel is about. And the eternal consequences of failing to do the good the Lord puts before us. It's startling. And it makes me think, right? Am I doing enough of that? Do I seek uh, to help those who are poor, not only uh, financially, but also spiritually? Do I reach out with them to them uh, to share my faith in whatever way the Lord invites me to? Uh, it can be a daunting and scary task in the world that we live in because many times we can be rejected uh, for sharing our faith. Uh, we can be rejected for uh, helping others and desiring to help others. And so it can be a frightening gospel for us to listen to. There, uh, it's interesting because it doesn't say much about the rich man committing any sins. It doesn't say he missed the Sabbath, keeping the Sabbath holy. It doesn't say he didn't love God. Uh, it just says that he used, he was a bit luxurious, right? First of all, purple garments in the early, in the first century were very, very expensive. It was royalty who did that because they had to create this dye that was very expensive. Uh, and then it says that he feasted every day. I mean, I don't know about you, but think of having Thanksgiving every day. That's, that's this guy was doing. He, I mean, that's gluttonous, right? Uh, you have a couple of feasts a year and you eat well, but this guy was feasting every day. And the, the rich, because they didn't really have a whole lot of cloth to go around, they didn't have napkins as we have today, uh, so they would use bread actually to wash their hands and then just throw the crumbles and the scraps on the floor. And Lazarus would have taken those, and yet the rich man did not offer those to him. He did not show him any kindness or love. He didn't show him any anger or uh, he wasn't mean to him or any of those things, but he didn't show him any love. He failed to love his neighbor as God had called him to. That's something that we can reflect on this week. Who is the Lazarus in my life? How do I respond to those who are poor, whether it's financially, poor spiritually, 
whatever the case may be, who is our Lazarus that we can seek to help? Now, maybe that begins with prayer, with prayer and sacrifice for that person. Uh, maybe it begins with seeking to help, like St. Vincent de Paul, right? We have this great society, St. Vincent de Paul, who serve the poor financially in our area. But they don't just serve them financially. They walk with them uh, spiritually as well. There are two that go out to meet those who request our, our aid. And they pray with them, they assess their needs, and they try to help them uh, to move to a better place. So it's not just giving them things, but actually trying to help them put into place those things that can help them get out of this situation. Uh, maybe the Lord is inviting you to join that society in the good that they do in our area or support it in some way. But we're all supposed to be praying that the Lord help us to share with those who are poor in spirit, those who are poor in their faith, those who have lost their connection to God, that some way through our example and our prayers and our words of kindness to them, that they may be drawn back to the Lord. Because that's the, another form of poverty. And maybe as uh, Mother Teresa said in one of her speeches in America, it's the, it's the biggest form of poverty in the Western world, is this poverty of faith, this poverty of trust in the Lord. And so we can make a difference in that. That's part of uh, the really that's what weighs upon my heart is how to equip all of us who are here today to receive from the Lord uh, the grace and the strength and the knowledge to share that faith with those that are in our uh, sphere of influence, our family, our friends, our co-workers, those that we come into contact with. Because that's a, also what Mother Teresa told someone one time. Because when we think of her, we think of, wow, look how much she did around the world. This one little bitty, little bitty nun. She was like 4'8". You know, she was a tiny little thing. And she was spiritually powerful. She was a giant. And yet she said, if I hadn't picked up that one person in Calcutta to begin with, then I wouldn't have been able to have affected the 42,000 that I have picked up to this day. Right? It starts with the one in front of us. It starts with the person that the Lord puts on our heart to reach out to. Because what we do and what we fail to do makes a difference in whether we spend eternity with God or not. And that's a powerful thing to reflect on. It's something that maybe in the, the immediate part like causes a little bit of fear uh, in us because like, well, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Uh, that's okay. There's a goodness in that little bit of fear. But we never remain there because God is full, full of mercy. And he desires to take us where we are when we turn ourselves to him and take us further. Take us on those next steps in our faith. That next step in sharing my resources with others. Because we need to be reminded that everything is a gift from God. All that we have. Whether rich or poor, neither one of those should be an idol for us. It's not great to be uh, financially poor. That's not a thing either. It's that we all become poor in spirit as Christ emptied himself to become one of us so that he, we could become rich in his grace, in his love. That's what we desire, that poor, poorness of spirit that can help us to respond to the Lord and where we are. So today, open your heart. Wherever it is that the Lord stirred up in your heart, hopefully, during this homily, 
to recognize the Lazarus uh, in your life and ask him, open your heart to his mercy in this mass and say, Lord, I don't know how to do the next step, but I entrust myself to you. Please show me.